I'm Vanessa Berry and this is Mirror Sydney, a reflection of the city through its margins, undercurrents and overlooked places. Sunset at the Greystains Aqueduct. There's an hour or so of the day left and the birds are darting high overhead, calling out on their way back to their roosts. The sunlight is fading and its low angle against the horizon elongates my shadow along the pathway. The path curves towards a concrete structure that looks like the turret of a castle, marooned among the grass and the trees. Beyond the turret is the aqueduct, which spans the valley in a succession of brick archways. Built in 1888 as part of the network that conveyed water from the Prospect Reservoir, the aqueduct was only used for a few decades before it was superseded by a different system. But the arches remained, and since the 1990s, it has been a cycleway. From where I'm standing beside the aqueduct, every so often a helmeted head is visible, as a cyclist speeds along the path on the top of it and the whiz of bicycle wheels carries across. Although the aqueduct crosses a valley, Greystains is highland, rising up towards Prospect Hill. Greystains and Prospect are names which maintain its colonial history. Greystains was the name of a 19th century estate and stain is the Scottish word for stone. But of all the names given to places in this area, the most resonant is Pemmelboy. A leader of Aboriginal resistance to British settlement, Pemmelboy led raids on settlers from this area of Darug land as he fought for his people and country. I walk underneath the arches, over towards the far side of the park. The aqueduct is within a stretch of bush and parkland between two residential streets. This land was subdivided for housing in the 1960s and the houses are the solid brick family homes that make up so much of Sydney suburbia. They have a square, uncomplicated look, solidly inhabiting the blocks of land. At the edge of the park, a patchwork strip of colourbond fencing seals off the backyards of the adjacent houses. The smell of dinner's cooking drifts through the air. I hear the roll of a sliding door being pushed closed the sound of television show voices, the clash of pots and pans from kitchens, car doors closing, the sounds of the suburbs. This is a time for returning home, turning in. On one of the fences is a metal plaque set down low, small as an envelope, but it catches my eye from afar and I go over to read it. Etched into the roughly cut aluminium of the plaque is a memorial. Here lies Charlie our first best friend. I follow the fence line for a while, passing underneath a pomegranate tree spilling over from a backyard with fallen, split pomegranates on the ground beneath it, revealing their red interiors. At the lowest point of the valley is a creek, crowded by the trees that grow around it. I duck under branches and carefully pick my way over a narrow, eroded path, from the side of which two terracotta pipes poke out, dribbling water. Walking between the back fences of the aqueduct, I am moving between two atmospheres, the suburban world of 6pm dinner times, alongside the breathing space of the urban bushland. The aqueduct, marching through on its concrete legs, has a weathered look, stained by water. 
Over time, it has softened into the landscape as much as brick and concrete can. Like the Annandale Aqueduct that passes over Johnson's and White's Creeks, the Greystains Aqueduct has the look of an architectural puzzle. It expands and diminishes in size, the arches aligning differently with each change of aspect. From the top of the aqueduct, where the cycle path runs across it, there's a view across backyards and rooftops. The scene below is animated by small movements, and my eyes move across them. A grey cat sits watching a white cat prowling across a back garden. A cricket team walk off the field at the sports ground, their game over, their white uniforms bright against the green. The lights of the petrol station on Marylands Road glow. Up here, on this path that leads above the valley, I can see all this with a bird's eye view. I can almost imagine how it would be to be flying across here as the light fades and the shadows lengthen and a dog's bark echoes across the valley and is echoed soon after by another. Mirror Sydney podcast is recorded on Gadigal land and is written and presented by me, Vanessa Berry, and mixed, produced, and with original music by Leah Samaglu. If you're enjoying this podcast, please rate or review us on iTunes. To find out more or get in touch, go to mirrorsydneypodcast.com. <laughs>